Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, an LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is Ayla, Growth and Development Coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is JR, Technology Coordinator and Board Member for the Love Yourself Foundation. Ayla, what's up? What is up? We are here. We are back after a little mid-season break. Yeah, that break was actually, it was actually nice. And if we're going to be honest with everybody who's listening... It was kind of a day when we try to record for that. So not know, an intentional break. Yeah. Sometimes you just you just need to say, maybe today's not the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Take a break, come back, and now we're back. And today is the day that we're diving into some deep topics here. We're getting honest with ourselves and kind of reflecting on some really big pieces here that I'm excited to talk about and really explore. Yeah, in today's episode, we're gonna be asking better questions of ourselves, of others, whatever it is that we're trying to understand more of what we're doing for ourselves or what we're doing on our journey. And I think that's really important for everyone to kind of understand because you have to ask those right questions in order to guide you in the right direction. Exactly. Yeah, that's really where this episode arose for me when I was considering what I wanted to talk about. Just the idea of sometimes when you're so caught up in the moment of like growth that you're just going step to step to step that sometimes you're not really asking the questions that you should be. You're just going along with the flow and trying to move to the next thing. And I really wanted to have this episode to really discuss what's important to kind of take a step back and reflect on and what the best questions are to ask when you're trying to have the most growth. Yeah, I'm excited for this. And I hope everybody else that's listening is excited as well. And of course, this is all just building upon everything that we've been talking about for the past couple of episodes. And I think this is kind of a nice stepping stone to the next part of this journey of the conversation that will get us to hopefully a better place. Definitely. With that, I kind of wanted to start the episode before we really get into our researched questions and the things that we found a lot of meaning in, just to really start with the basics of when, between you and I, JR, do you reflect now? When do you decide to take that time to sit down and journal or meditate or really just take the time to think about things? And what kind of questions do you usually ask yourself when you're doing that? Yeah. It's unfortunate sometimes because the questions aren't being asked until something big happens in my life. And majority of the time, it's something that negatively impacts me in my life that I kind of sit there and just kind of question some things of what I'm doing, where I'm going, who I am, those kind of things. But a lot of the questions that I ask myself is, are you happy? Are you happy with what you're doing? Are you happy where you're at in your life right now? Are you happy with the people that you're around? Um, Do you feel loved? Do you feel taken care of? Are you taking care of yourself? You know, it's a lot of pretty deep stuff for me. I would love it to be a little bit more happy-go-lucky, but (laughs) for some reason, (laughs) it's always pretty, pretty deep. But I think those are 
are the good questions to ask that can provide a positive outlook on everything because it lets you kind of stand back for a second, have a bird's eye view of what's going on in your life, especially when things aren't going your way. That allows you to kind of see it from a different light. And it definitely has helped me in those instances. There are also those times where I ask myself those questions and just don't have the answers, which I think is perfectly fine too. I think that just bringing it up starts that conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that are you happy in particular is a very easy one to be drawn to, but it's a really good foundational one as well. It's definitely something that I, when I have reflection time, I think I reflect too much to be frank, but when I was looking at this episode, I was realizing that a lot of the time I spend reflecting, I could be asking better questions. And that's what I'm excited about with sharing what I've found and kind of diving into the, what those questions are with you. But a lot of times for me, it's the constant, are you happy? Is this making you happy? And kind of taking that approach in every aspect of my life, because if I'm not, and you know better than anyone else, I'm quick to leave a job. I'm quick to do whatever I have to do to correct my mental health. If something in particular like a job like friends are which is it's something to be noted that that is actually a kind of a strong trait for you because a lot of people will just stick with what they're doing because it's either comfortable or they don't have a direction to go somewhere else whereas you with your mental health and if you're not happy where you're at you're more willing to say you know what i'm mm -hmm. done with this i'm gonna move on which is amazing yeah, I don't know where I got that from. I know it's a very strong Gen Z characteristic, but regardless of what it is, I think that I've just always prioritized to that. I just can't imagine like 60 more years of agony. So I'm like, change it <laughs> as soon as you can, like just right, yeah. change whatever the problem is. And so I think that when I'm, when I get to the point and unfortunately, a lot of the times when I do dive deeper, it's when my answer is I'm not happy. And then usually the questions that I'm asking myself are, why aren't you happy? What would you be doing differently? Those sort of things. But I don't think that those questions push me to really reflect at a, at a better level. I think that they're very conscious questions and they don't get more to the root of the problem, which is why I'm excited for today's episode and to see what you found and kind of share where my head is at when thinking of new things. Yeah. I'm excited for all of this. Actually, when I was doing my research, there were prompts that came up that I've never really asked myself before. And just writing the notes down for, for this episode kind of got me thinking about some things, you know, the questions that were being posed, I had to sit back a little bit and just say, wow, I, I don't think I've ever said that to myself or maybe I've, I've thought about it, but not into, into the depths of really trying to figure out what the answer is for that. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, we're I'm about like, to talk about these yeah. things. This might be, be our... the deepest, one of the deepest episodes that we're going to have. Yes. Is... The most honest too, with people that know us personally. Right. You're going to learn today. Buckle up everybody. And I think that in an ideal world where we implement every single thing that we talk about, my goal would be to have maybe a list of 10 questions that I put above my desk and to every day choose one or two to really dive in and write about whatever ones are really calling to me that day. I think that's how you could use this episode in a way that is more productive and helpful for you for sure. Yeah. So let's get started. I'll start with an easier one <laughs> before we, before we get into the hard stuff, you know, <laughs> this question is really interesting, but it's what's alive in you today. And I like that phrasing because instead of saying, how are you feeling or how are you doing? What's alive in you today allows you to think of what emotion period, whatever it is, is the most forefront emotion for you? And why is that so? Yeah. What has the speaking voice, if you will? And I've never really considered thinking about that in particularly when reflecting on things. I think that sometimes when you're called to journal, you, t you tend to have something in mind and right. that could be the alive thing in you. But phrasing it in that way, I think gives a good perspective of what is taking up the most space for you mentally and allowing you to get that clarity. And that's something that I think could be really helpful for people, especially people that have anxiety to really clear up that space and give yourself the 
the room to be able to explore that. I love this question prompt. And as soon as you said it, the first thing that came to mind, the first emotion that, that popped in my head was curiosity. That's kind of what's been brewing in me right now. That's what I feel is alive in me. I think the things that I'm involved with at work and with my other organizations that I'm, I'm with, there's a lot of opportunity for curiosity. What is it that we can do? Well, what is it that I can learn? How can I better myself to put me in a more leadership role or whatever it may be? It's all about learning. And I was actually talking to our friend Erica from Ferguson. She brought up something the other day saying that along the lines of when you're learning, you're having fun, you know? Mm. So right now I feel like this curiosity that has been overwhelming me in the most positive sense is the thing that's alive right now. It's, it's driving me to wake up in the morning to be excited to walk into my office and be there from eight to five because I know that I'm going to leave there knowing something new every time I step back into my car to go home. But all of that information that I learned from there, I can apply it to so many different areas of my life. Then that hasn't been that way for a little while. And I think it's a breath of fresh air that I am in this kind of world right now that I can learn, that I can tap into that curiosity. And it, it makes me excited. Well, I'm happy to hear that what's alive in you is a good thing, not something that's bad. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I think yeah. my answer right now is the opposite. Obviously, I'm exhausted. Okay. But I think that it's it's a good thing to have something good be alive in you. And I think that this question also has a good framework for people that tend to only journal when things are going wrong. This question allows you to explore things that potentially are going right, which is really cool because I think the documentation and exploration of those feelings is just as important as exploring the like negative emotions because that's how you learn what makes you happy that's how you Absolutely. learn how to really like feed the fire of those positive emotions which i think is obviously what we want to do so what is your prompt for that or what is that emotion that is alive in you i think what's alive in me is maybe exhaustion right now. And I was going to get into this question. So I'll just follow with this question that yeah. kind of goes along with it. And the question is kind of in relation to what we're doing now with this self-discovery guide this season. But the question is, what's stopping you from achieving your goals? And I was thinking about how I was struggling with a few different things with my 12-week year and why I was struggling. And when I looked at it, I was like, well, I don't feel like I have time because I'm doing too much, Right. which is where what's alive in me is just being so tired. And I think that in like reflecting on that and looking at that, the following question would be like, what are you sacrificing because of that? And is that worth sacrificing? And so for me right now, I'm really looking at like how sustainable is what I'm doing and for how long. And obviously there's reasons why I'm working way more than I should be. And I definitely like have a, a long list of benefits as to why I'm choosing to do this at the time. Sure. But I've never really sat with the like question of what am I letting go of by like pursuing those things. In the meantime, obviously I'm not going to work seven days a week forever, hopefully. But, <laughs> but there's definitely things that I'm not necessarily unable to pursue, but things that are harder to do, like Jared can see my messy bedroom right now. That hey, I that? come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that the first thing for me to not care about is how messy my space is. And obviously one of my goals for the 12 week year too was to declutter, yeah. which I've I've had some success with. I've I was gonna ask you about strides. that by the way. Yeah, no, I've made some strides in a few areas, not in the speed that I would want, but I was looking at like how crucial that goal for me in particular is and why I haven't been able to dedicate the time to it. And really it's because after a long day, like I just don't have the energy to go and sort through things and clean up and do all of these things. And so for me, I'm like, well, that's not really a fun sacrifice. <laughs> like, yeah. like, is there a way that I could do that without like, like, I feel like I just put that on the, on the back burner. And so, and obviously like, me overworking myself is stopping me from achieving that goal. Sure, yeah. And so I'm kind of in a weird place where I'm like thinking and considering about how I can make it easier for myself. I think that 
I've, I've said multiple times, I wish there was eight days in a week so I could have a day off. off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, You definitely have a unique situation here, right? Yes. And I guess a question I have for you with that is, are you enjoying working both of your jobs? Yeah, the reason that I am doing both is because I'm passionate about both and I don't want to have to choose. And so I'm basically like pursuing two careers at the same time, which is not doable. (laughs) (laughs) Not sustainable for a long period of time. Yeah, I'm like, why choose just one when I can do both of them? But really, it's just not it's really difficult and it's hard to do both in a way that I'm really pushing myself to grow in both because really I'm just doing the jobs in both and getting the experience, but Mm -hmm. you can't push the limit. You can't grow when you're not fully committed to one specific thing. And so for me, I love both and I, I couldn't let either go right now because I I know what I leave behind by leaving either. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm like, well, then just do both of them until you can figure that out. Which, that's hey, where we are. <laughs> you know, that, that is where you are at right now. And I know we've talked about this before in the past and, and how different generations work and all that stuff. I would say that it might be a little bit easier for you to do this now at the age that you're at to to grind these two jobs that you have, right? When we live in a society where side hustle culture is so rampant, and I think that for at least my generation, the millennial generation, that seems to be the route that we usually take is we have one career job and then we spend the rest of our time doing side gigs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the side gigs are the passion projects that we have. Whereas for you, you're working two jobs that you're very passionate about. And it's not one job you love and the other job you hate, but you have to go to because this is what's bringing in the money. You're in a very unique situation where you actually do enjoy both of these jobs. So mm-hmm. yes, I hope that one day, and I hope that day is very soon <laughs> that either you merge both of these jobs to be one or one takes over the other and you fall in love with that particular career. But hey, you know, again, your situation is very unique and you're doing it. Definitely. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. How do you feel about the the question of like what's stopping you from achieving your goals? Oh, that was super easy to answer. And that's just pure unadulterated laziness. <laughs> I am so lazy (laughs) and i actually journaled this this morning when i woke up i've been doing kind of this new trying to introduce something new into my life about trying to keep on task and try to really plan out my day i'm starting to use the reminders app that's on the iphone and and really trying to mark things down and, and keeping track of everything right and one of the things one of the steps that i do in the morning is called the morning dump that's basically you just get to your computer or you get to your phone and you just start writing the things that are on your mind as soon as you wake up. Just get them all out there so that way you can kind of step back a little bit and be like, all right, maybe this thing that I'm talking about I can implement today. Or this is an idea that I have that I'll remember as the day goes on. So mm-hmm. anyways, I think that a, lot, a couple of these entries that I've been doing in these morning dumps is trying to stay on task. But it's hard because I'm so tired when I get home that I don't want to do anything. And what ends up happening is I will spend my days doing some leisure or something, TikTok, Instagram, watching a TV show, playing video games, whatever, just to get my mind off of everything. Like I go to a job or I'm looking at a computer for from eight to five. The last thing I want to do is come home and look at the computer from yeah. five to eight, right? So I try to take those moments of just all right, I ain't going to touch a computer. I'm not going to touch my keyboard. I'm just going to come home. I'm going to eat. I'm going to relax. The problem with that is that I take that to the extreme where it's like, I don't want to do anything when I get home. I don't want to do any other side gig thing. I don't want to have to work on a project that I need to be able to finish. I barely want to leave my house to go see and hang out with people. So it's like, it's kind of getting over that hurdle. And I think that that is what's stopping me from achieving the goals that I have for myself is because I am too romanticized by the idea of just doing zero of anything when I get home. And I realize that in myself that I need to change that because I'm not going to go anywhere if I continue to go down this Mm -hmm. path. Now, not saying that doing the things that take your mind off of work or life or whatever is bad. 
definitely need that. There's a balance when it comes to that, that understanding that there that is going to be there, but also understanding the, the, the fact that, hey, there's some stuff that needs to get done, stuff that can help you grow, stuff that can get you to a different place in your life, but you have to do that. So it's really getting myself to that mindset and staying there. Yeah, definitely want to be updated on that whole process for you. Cause I think that's the hard part for most people is that there's obviously like a desire if change could be instant, like and easy that you would do it. But when it comes down to it, it's really hard to push yourself, especially when you're tired. Because honestly, when I'm tired, I'm like, throw everything out the window. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. Exactly. We're done. It's okay. Like (laughs) skip today. Yeah. So I definitely think that's something that's relatable to a lot of people. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there will be a time where I can I, I can get there. And I think the things that I'm doing now are going to help me on that path. But yeah, I think the first step is actually acknowledging it and being being honest with yourself with just saying like, yeah, you're you're lazy and <laughs> that needs to change. <laughs> to say bluntly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very relatable. Do you have any questions you want to share? Yeah. One of the questions that I looked up was if I said what I thought about myself out loud, would I be proud? Mm. And this one spoke to me a lot because I am notorious for being self-deprecating. Yes. I'll always bring myself down, humble myself till the cows come home. And understanding that that's not good either. That really just stunts your growth and doesn't allow you to kind of flex a little bit and, and really be confident in yourself and the things that you're doing when you put yourself down constantly. But I've never actually ask myself that question if what i said what i thought about myself out loud would i be proud so my answer to that is no i wouldn't because i talk so badly about myself when i shouldn't and i've had conversations with other people who are really close to me who have questioned that for myself too Mm -hmm. is why you always do that you know we always bring you up we always say great things and we always mean those things you should start believing that in yourself so how does that sound for you i don't necessarily have like the problem of being self-deprecating because i'm very compassionate with myself and of course you know in understanding why i do what i do i don't blame myself for my decisions i do think that everyone can be like their own worst critic and it's a i think that for proud is a good one but i also would maybe ask would you be embarrassed by what you're saying like if because it's one thing to say it to yourself but to like have other people overhear that you know um that sort of kind of mentality I mean I'm lucky I'm in a position where I try not to blame myself for decisions or like where I'm at kind of thing I'll be like yeah that probably wasn't smart like how can we move past (laughs) right how can we be better next time? But I try not to make anything that I do. And I think that this is, it takes a while to get to this point, but not saying that anything that you do is like a core trait, Mm -hmm. meaning that there's nothing about you that can't change. And as long as you believe that you have the ability to change, there's no reason to be hard on yourself about anything or mean to yourself because you're not stuck that way. And like, as long, that's where the compassion comes in of being like, okay, I don't really like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the good thing is we can change it and then just moving forward with that. And obviously that sounds like a very obviously like easier said than done. Sure. I think majority of the stuff that we always talk about, it's kind of, Seems kind like of that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's definitely the approach that I take in looking at that specific question. I like that though. I like that because it's, it's as honest as of a take that you can get with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing that how it is that you think about yourself, whether or not you're proud of, of if you were to say that out loud, knowing that however that makes you feel, that can change. And mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of understanding that question and actually ask, asking yourself that. Uh, and along with that, one of the other kind of interesting questions that I saw was, is how I'm feeling something I've felt every day? Oh, I think I've heard this one before. I like this because it is very introspective. It causes you to like take a real look at your date, not only presently, but in the past as well and find either common patterns or longevity and being able to say, wow, like I didn't realize 
how much of a problem this was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the description that I looked up here basically says the ultimate wellness question to ask yourself is one that can answer whether this emotional state is something you've been dealing with for a while. And are you able to place a month or specific date of when this feeling started? Is there anything you could remove off your plate so that spending time with yourself doesn't feel like a chore? I thought that was really interesting too of, you know, just doing kind of a, a internal inventory of how it is that you're, you're feeling and what is it that's stopping you from feeling a certain way or how you can get back to a certain feeling that you really enjoyed and why is it that not happening right now? And I thought that that was really kind of important to, to understand because I don't think I've, I've really done something like that. I think the emotional feeling is just kind of a reactionary thing where mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're living it, you're going through it. And then eventually something else changes and that feeling goes away, but it's never asked about like, okay, you went through that. What did that feel like? Did that feel good? Did that feel bad? If it felt bad, what is it that you can stop doing? So you don't feel that way again. Definitely. And just for everyone listening out there, all of these questions will be compiled for you and it will be available on our Instagram. So if you want to just have the list ready and not have to write them down as you listen or forget and have to listen back through the whole episode, we'll have it pre-made for you. Because I think these are, especially that question there, is something that I I want to not think about once every six months. Right, yeah. <laughs> like I want that to be something that I can kind of come back to. And I think having these questions is a really good guideline for when you're just feeling a little bit out of control. Not necessarily like you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing, but just that like life doesn't feel like it's going the way you're planning Right. where you can take that like seat and look at these questions and find the why behind it, which I think is really helpful and allowing you to find the peace of mind and comfort to know where to start and where to move forward. Yeah. I love that. Perfect. Well, I have a couple more questions here. Hit me. So some of them pretty easy questions, some of them a little bit more reflective. First one is why are these things important to you? So the reason this question really came to me is because when we always talk about how like you need to come back to your why all the time and that that's really the motivation that keeps you going. And I think that in events where you repeatedly like can't achieve the goal or you can't find a way to make things happen, no matter how many adjustments you seem to be making, taking a step back and saying, why is this important to me to try to find if there's a different reason why, because you would think that if it truly has a significant importance that you would find a way to make it happen. Obviously connecting with other questions, like what's stopping you from achieving your goals and such. Mm -hmm. But I think that in those frustrating moments where you're like, I don't know why it's not clicking for me. (laughs) (laughs) I ask that question all the time. (laughs) Taking a step and being like, okay, why is this important to me? To kind of, again, allow you to sit there and say, okay, this is why it's important to me. I know I need to keep going with this. Or maybe you realize that it's not. And that's connects to my, probably one of my star questions of the episode, at least in my life right now is, are you comfortable with staying where you are? Oh wow! And when I asked myself that the other day, when I was thinking about why things weren't changing for me, my answer is, yeah, like I am comfortable. And I think that that's why like my growth has stunted because if no change happens, like I'm not upset about that. And that's concerning to me because Mm -hmm. I, Like if it's my number one value, I should always want to grow. But the following question is, if the answer is yes, are you too comfortable? Because there becomes a line where you're so stuck in your comfort zone that you would rather sacrifice the growth and the potential of good things to just continue doing what you're doing. You're like, hmm is it that bad? Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like I need to clean my room. Let's be real here. (laughs) And I'm like, and I'll be sitting here like, is it really that bad? Can I like, does it really matter to me? (laughs) 
I'm I can continue living this way and just push the stuff off the bed. I'm good. I'm like it's fine. Like fine. you can't even see the full thing right now. No big deal. But I'm um I'm, I'm like well to me I'm doing the things that are most important to me, which is all of the jobs, working with LYF, and you know trying to really build all the areas of my life. That what like the chaos of not having an organized space is something that I really don't care about after all of those things like it's my lowest priority even though it is something that I want to have together it's just something that comes dead last and so with this question I was like well I think that I've gotten too comfortable with accepting this like way of living that I'm in a space where I'm stunting myself from growing in other areas of my life because I'm letting this stay the same and I think that with that it comes to a realization of how can you find any time to push yourself to like get through that one area that you're allowing to be too comfortable whoa wow that's what I'm saying I mean that there's a reason why it was a star question Mm -hmm. that you were not joking about it going deep that's pretty deep and when you're describing your situation, I was thinking that my experience, my personal experience is actually the reverse of what you're going through right now is I say that I I am comfortable where I'm at now only because I know what it is on the other side of me leaving my job of 16, 17 years to try and pursue my own thing. That time, if you were to ask me the same question, no, I don't feel comfortable because everything is uncertain. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where, where I'm going to get money. I don't know how to start my business. I don't know how, to, there's it's a lot of I don't knows that leaving a job that I was comfortable at, which I felt like was stunting my growth because there was nothing for me to, to really get excited for. Mm-hmm me leaving that job tried to put in place that I guess that excitement of doing something different and especially doing something for myself which is something that I am still a hundred percent about but with that particular situation failing again I say failing but it's not a, a negative thing but with that failing and me coming back to my job and now to be in a position where you know, I'm doing better off now and I'm involved in an area of my job that I'm actually passionate about that now I am comfortable, but there's still an uncomfortable part of it because I know that if this doesn't work out, I don't know what's going to happen, but I like the comfortability of where I'm at because it gives me the freedom to learn. It gives me the freedom to be flexible. It gives me the the freedom or the it gives me the confidence knowing that there's going to be a paycheck every every month. So that's where I was trying to get at with it kind of be the reverse. I've experienced what the uncertainty, the nerve wrackingness of not knowing where things are going to go that I'm okay with being where I'm at right now. Yeah, I think that the key thing is thinking about like long term, like, are you comfortable if nothing changed? If nothing has, if nothing's going to change in this area, like deep down, how do you feel about that? And I think in this season, us like uncovering our core feelings, that's a question where it'll really tell you what's important to you and listening to how you feel about those things in particular, because there are things where, and this is something that I definitely struggle with because I know about all these things that I could be doing and should be doing about how to be happy and have life satisfaction that I, there are things that I don't have a passion for, or I don't care to change, but I know that it's helpful. So I'll do it where when it doesn't happen or I'm not really committing to it, I look at this question and I'm like, well, I don't really care about that. And that's why it's not happening. And that's, and but I'm looking at, well, am I comfortable with it never happening? Mm-hmm. And I think that'll tell you what you need to know and how you can readjust. Because obviously, if it's something important or it seemed important to you, but your answer comes out to, honestly, no, it doesn't matter to me, then you need to reframe your goals that include that to make it something that's important to you. Instead of being something like, I want to exercise for 30 minutes a day and that's the goal. And, you know, you want to be healthy and you realize, you know, I don't know why that wouldn't be important to anyone. But I think for me, 
I am definitely at the age where I'm like, I'm in my 20s. My body will, <laughs> will bounce back a little bit. But obviously, that's not something that happens forever. At some point, your body does not bounce back, quite frankly. And I, yes, um, I know. And so I'm like, okay, that's not something that I can rely on eternally, but reframing the, the goal of just exercising to exercise to how do I take care of my body and the goal being taking care of my body for the long term. If that example kind of makes sense there. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is it's be more specific with what it is that you're trying to get to instead of Mm -hmm. making it really broad and and not really finding a direction for it, right? And maybe that's what you mean by exercising every day. I think that's definitely what I mean when I set like my goal of 30 minutes of physical activity. But I think that until you connect that specific why down to that root reason, you're not really going to be feeling what the actual thing is. Even if it's a subconscious, like, oh yeah, that's what I meant by that, obviously. Uh, Until you bring that to your front awareness, it's not going to have that same level of meaning to you. Boy. Oh boy. That's a lot to think about. It really, it it really is. And again, questions that aren't typically asked of you or of other people. I think it's great that we're even bringing this to light because it's just a different perspective of kind of what we've been talking about in a sense of, I, I think that what we provide not only to other people, but for ourselves too, is a great framework of how to, to, you know, navigate self-love and that self-love exploration. But this kind of flips it on its head a little bit and tries to make you think in a different way. And I think that provides that kind of new perspective. And I like that. Definitely. I have two questions and then you can share any other questions that you have or any other information. The first one is really connected to the last things we were talking about is what will it cost you if things stay the same? I think that just putting that in there of if you're comfortable with things staying the same, what are you letting go of? And I think that sometimes when maybe we're lazy or we're tired, we're like, yeah, you know, comfortable sounds nice right now. I I like comfortable. (laughs) It's an easy thing to be like, oh yeah, I don't care. But to remind yourself, okay, what are we telling ourselves then that we're okay with losing? And I think that puts it in a new perspective for our brain to be like, oh, maybe I do care a a little bit more than I thought I did. And I'm not necessarily comfortable with never having that, that. Thing. So that's a question that I would definitely follow up in the sequence of the things we've talked about. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm sitting here thinking of what that answer would actually be if there was something that is there that that needs to go or needs to leave or or me to kind of reframe the way that I think about how I'm going about either my day or my lifestyle. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot to think about. Hard to be on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it shouldn't be. You should definitely sit with the answers. I would say in this instance, when people say, oh, your first answer is usually, you know, the the right one, the one that's the most honest. But I think that while it's important to note what your instinct is, the longer you sit with things, the more you can uncover your emotions and how you feel about things. And I think that that part of it is something that's really crucial to where you can't just answer the question and move on. You really have to sit there and and ponder and reflect and that write your answer and then reflect about your answer and really dive deep in it, which is why I said one, maybe two a day at the most mm-hmm. for these questions, you could not do off like all of them at once. Yeah. You're just kind of going through the process of kind of analyzing those questions and really getting down to the root of what it is that you're trying to find. Yeah. And I think that the more you write, the more you'll uncover even unknowingly. It's definitely a trick that therapists use when asking you questions, they won't say anything. They'll just sit there and then I've been through those sessions. Yes. It's yeah, very and then, uncomfortable. And then you'll keep talking because you want to fill the space and you'll uncover more because you're you're confessing things. Because you start you stop thinking about logically what you're saying and you just start using your emotions to say whatever you can to fill the space. And it helps you find a lot of answers, which is really cool. It is really awkward though, because you're like, hey, what do you think about that? Right. <laughs> They're like, what do you think about that? No, I asked you first. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like, I, yeah, I want you. Know, I want to know what yeah. your thought is. I remember having a, a therapy session, and it was a lot of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else you want me to say? 
and then eventually it got to a point where I said some things. I was like, oh, okay. Now now we're here. All they right. were like, welcome. You yeah. finally made it. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of, speaking of that, I, I do have another question here. What do I need to do to increase peace with my inner dialogue? Mm. I think that was kind of an interesting one. I think that plays a little into that other question that I had posed of, if you said what you say to yourself out loud, would you be proud? I haven't really asked myself about that, you know, about the inner dialogue that I have and, and how to increase that peace with that person. That's a really good question. Also, I, I don't know what my answer would be either. Kind of thinking about, I think that really gets down to the root of how you feel and what, and I think it's a good question because you are telling yourself what would help. And I think what's hard about sometimes the emotions we experience is other people have their opinions on what works and what fixes things. But really, we all have our unique ways of finding peace and relaxing and coming to terms with different things that that question really hits the nose on. Mm -hmm. And something that I thought that was interesting that was noted here is part of that inner peace. Is there someone that you need to talk to for closure? Or is there somebody you need to talk to to create boundaries with in order for you to have that inner peace with yourself, which I thought was pretty fascinating because I would always think that increasing that peace within your inner dialogue is all about you. Mm. But sometimes you can't get there because there is something that's blocking you mm -hmm. from seeing that. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's other people, whether it's a, a relationship, a bad, bad relationship or a friendship that you've had for a really long time and now you you know there's something that's wrong there that having those discussions kind of brings out that honesty within the the parties that are talking that can obviously open up a new light into yourself realizing that okay now that this space has been or this chapter has been closed or this conversation has been had now i can actually think wow hello <laughs> <laughs> i i Rarely speechless, but I think that that's really difficult because, and it actually leads into my other question, which is, am I letting matters out of my control stress me? Sometimes it's hard to move forward and logically, you know, things are in the past. And I've definitely had instances where things have bothered me and I wouldn't have talked to the person anymore, but for some reason I because I have not forgotten what they've done, can't move forward, whether they're there or not. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to do because you're relying on like an external matter to solve the problem. Some solutions to this is to like write a letter, but not send it and like get all of the feelings out and confess, say whatever you need to say and allow yourself to find that closure within yourself to come to terms with it. Because I think a lot of times when situations happen and people are removed or people aren't present anymore to do that, or maybe you just don't want to reopen that line of communication, makes it hard to navigate what you want to say or why you want to say it or what you want the outcome to be. But I think that there's something freeing in being able to write down whatever it is that you want to say, knowing that no one's ever going to read it because even if you can talk to people, sometimes you still filter it is what you actually want to say, right. but these are all really good things to consider. And, you know, I guess the theme of the episode being finding a peace of mind and finding where you're truly at and trying to rebalance here. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with writing a letter to yourself and, and kind of opening up that dialogue within you. I think I've told this story before, but I, I went through that kind of exercise before to kind of let go of things in the past. And that really did, you know, it changed my outlook on life, the way I saw myself and whether or not I told those people, you know, confessing and, and forgiving, you know, myself for the things that I've done and whether or not I told that person or those people, it was just nice to just be finally honest with somebody and that somebody was myself and knowing mm -hmm. that I wasn't for a very long time, getting the opportunity to do that was absolutely amazing. So for those who are listening, if that's something that you're inclined in doing, I would recommend doing that because it really does help. Definitely. Do you have any other questions? I don't have a question, but 
we do have a listener question. Oh, nice this is, surprise for the episode. This is a kind of a new segment. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to do this. We, we ended up creating a form that you can submit your questions, submit your comments, or if you have something that you just want to say to to either myself or Ayla, there is a form that will be going out pretty soon. Not sure where we're going to put it just yet, but you know, there's some things we got to work on before we can launch that one, but did a little test run with a couple of people who have actually been listening to the uh, to the podcast, and we actually got one question from Stephen, and Stephen says, "Setting boundaries is something I'm working on in my life. What do you find the most difficult setting boundaries with yourself, people you know, friends, family, or random people you meet?" And thank you, Stephen. We appreciate that question. Definitely. When I first started learning about boundaries a few years ago, I found that it was easier to set boundaries with people you've never met before because there's no history there. And it's almost like they don't know any different that you've that there is a change there. I think the hardest part about boundaries is that establishing something that you've never mentioned to someone before and being friends with someone or having a relationship and then like suddenly one day being like, hey, I'm implementing this new thing that I've never told you about. And sometimes that can be taken a weird way by people. And I think that's a very hard part for me is finding a way to communicate why something has changed for me. Whereas when you're meeting someone new, they don't know that there is any other way that it has been. So I find that it's a lot easier for strangers or just new friends, new people in your life to respect the boundaries Mm -hmm. because like, that's just what they're being told they have to do. And so they're a lot more likely to go along with it. In my experience, it's definitely been a little bit hard, I think, on both ends. One, to communicate the boundary is hard with people that you know, especially the closer they are with you, the harder it is to create that boundary. Yes. So the more present they are in your lives and how close they are to the situation, totally difficult on your end to communicate it, but also it seems harder for them to stick to it again, because it seems like just because they don't know why it's changing all of a sudden, or maybe you explain why, but since it wasn't like that the entire time, people don't necessarily seem to stick to it Mm -hmm. or know if there's a consequence. Cause they're like, well, you were my friend before you mentioned this. So if I don't implement it, like, are you really going to stop being my friend? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. It definitely is a hard thing to do. And I think that that's why it's so important to me. When I first started learning every time I made a new friend or just met someone new where I could set a boundary, I did to practice because it makes it easier the more you do it. And so starting with people where it's a clean slate makes you build that confidence to be able to do it in those harder conversations, at least for me. I love that answer because it's pretty in line with how I feel like too. Friends, family, it has always been a very difficult thing to set the boundary with. Just like you had mentioned, you know, it's out of the blue. Something might've changed in your life or something that you were trying to implement in your life that now you're telling people, Hey, we have to have a talk real quick. Cause you know, there's something that I need to set in place. So that way, you know, everything is okay. Yeah. I, I feel the same way too. And I think what's important is regardless of how difficult it is between yourself, other people, strangers, I think the most important thing, at least for me is just one staying as honest as possible and two sticking to your truth right definitely this is your life that you live you only got one life if there's certain things that need to be in place for you to enjoy your life then stick to that truth very well said and you know just be honest with people i think that that's the most important thing so if you're having issues or or it's it's something that you're working on your life to set boundaries just remember that and uh, yeah, I think, I think you can, you can do it. Yeah. I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's something that I find is where people waver when the conversation gets hard. They're like, well, yeah, I guess it's not that big a deal. Like almost like you get talked out of it because right. of fear of like hurting the relationship, whatever the relationship is. So it is good to kind of stick to that and and remind yourself of why it's important in the first place. And I think that it's so hard to do. And one of the hardest things is to do boundaries. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it on an episode before. It's never easy. But that's why I think that the best thing that you can do is to just 
start doing it with people that you just meet to get that confidence and allow yourself to really set in stone that that is something important to you. And the more you set that, the easier it is to kind of transfer those boundaries over to people closer to you. Amazing. Beautifully said. Love the question. You know, that was great. And again, we're going to figure out this whole form thing, but we would love to hear from our audience, the ones that have been listening, because we want you to be part of the conversation too. And the more we get to hear from you, the better. Definitely. And that leads us into our final segment of the episode, which is the quotes, JR. Quote, 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 quote. All right. Do you want to go first? I want to go first. You're you first. You first. Well, my quote for today is... The wise man doesn't give the right answers. He poses the right questions. Oh, I see what you did there. See what I did? The, the opposite of what I said in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds, to me, I'll be honest, kind of sounds a little cheesy, but I mean, it's the... It, I like it. it I like it. You know, it I just like makes it. sense. How do you have the answers if you don't have the questions first, right? Boom. That's the intro to the episode. That's it. Thanks and for, the outro. for listening. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your quote? Mine is a quote that's a question. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this quote is by John Wooden. And the quote is, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? Well, <laughs> if that ain't the truth, come on now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Tailored specifically for if you. I feel like, I feel like this is something that a parent would tell you. Like just do it right the first time, just do it right the first time, you know? But I think in us discussing so much about us seemingly not feeling like we have enough time or not being able to designate the right amount of time to look at, okay, if we're already struggling to do the task period, we need to make sure we're doing it right the first time, because how are we going to keep scheduling this time to do it over and over and over? And I thought it was just a fun quote to kind of think about. Yeah, I love that. Well, I mean, that brings us to the end. Yeah, that does bring us to the end. Anything else, Ayla, on today's episode? Just a reminder that we will have all of these questions on our Instagram. So definitely head over there and check it out and it'll be all ready for you to go. And with that, that brings us to the end of the episode. But as always, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and any other questions that you have that you think should be added to the list. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.